Hello and welcome to News to Reviews Game Awards Part 2, Back in the Habit. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Lockie, for that beautiful intro. That's right. It's the News, News to Reviews Game Awards Part 2, colon, Back in the Habit. Uh, oh, yeah, I left out the colon. Sorry. Colon. <laughs> That's all right. But, yeah, it is very necessary reading, of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the most important part. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my name is Zach, and I am here with my wonderful co-host, Lockie. How's it going, Lockie? Oh, I'm going well. I'm glad to see the end of this year. Hey. Oh, yeah, far out. Well, yeah, now now this, is, this will be coming out just after Christmas, so a very... Merry Christmas to all our listeners out there. And, oh, God, from when we're recording this, this will be a really early Merry Christmas. But, hey, Merry Christmas, Aaron. (laughs) How's it going? (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Zachy. It's good to be back again, Lockie. Can I I give it a go? Can I try that? I I really want to give this a go. Let me just try it. Go for it. Hello and welcome to News to Reviews, the place where you get to put up with Lockie. And you get to listen to Zach. <laughs> yep. Where you get the new stories and that same gaming cadence all year round. I'm your host. Yep. All right. I loved it. Yeah. Yep. No, it it's a lot that. of fun. You, you <laughs> so can see fun. why Zach does it every I don't. week. It is a lot of fun. That was exhilarating. Oh, it is, yeah. it is my Christmas present to both of you to get to enjoy doing that intro for this very <laughs> special bonus episode of News to Reviews. And... For our regular listeners out there, you might have been a little bit surprised to hear a bit of a different sound, a bit of different music when you started up this episode. That's because we had the very talented Sammy Deej from the Inconsolables make us some new bonus intro music. So whenever you get a bonus episode of News to Reviews, you get to hear this awesome musical intro. Big shout out to Sammy Deej. Thanks so much for it. I fucking love it. And yeah, get used to hearing that over those bonus episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, But before we get cracking with the bonus episode of the (laughs) News to Reviews Game Awards Part 2, colon, back in the habit, yes, I'm going to say it every single time, (laughs) I'll have to mention last week we recorded on a Friday and literally... The day after, we have had some news come out that outdated the recording that we did the day before entirely just for that this one news story. So the, uh, the, the developers of Stalker 2 who added NFTs into their game, they took it out of their game the, the day after we recorded. So Stalker 2, oh, sweet. Uh, Eye of Chernobyl, whatever it's called, is no longer going to have NFTs in there. Basically, after the backlash, they're like, yeah, no. So, yeah. Good news Good. to start off the episode. Good eh? power to the people. Like the more yeah. people can can voice their disappointment in this crap. <laughs> they should run. Ev- they should run any every idea through you guys before they start developing games. I think. <laughs> oh, definitely. If I can get some sort of consulting gig, that would be fantastic. <laughs> you could be QA. Yeah. Oh International yeah. QA. Now it's time to get into the news to reviews game awards part two. Colin back in the habit. Oh, gentlemen, I'm so excited. And just to just to explain how we do things here, because it is a little bit different for anyone who's new to news to reviews. So we have all our uh, categories set up and all our nominees set up. 
and we basically you get to see the process of picking the winner live as it happens so we sit oh yeah we we hash it out (laughs) oh yeah we hash it out you best believe it it gets bloody and brutal sometimes but (laughs) we eventually get there and we pick a winner for each category and yeah so look remember it's only games that we've played so you know like we may be missing a bunch of games that you think should be in these categories but hey we can't get to every single game that is out there so you know it's just a bit of fun and yeah just the games that we like How's that sound to you guys? Yep, it sounds good. I think we're going to get to the point where it's going to be like Billy Madison with the whole uh, Donkey Kong is better. Donkey Kong is good, but Mortal Kombat is better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, most <laughs> definitely. Most definitely. Uh, well, yeah, not to not to give anything away, but we might be hearing from one of those games in the upcoming nominations. <laughs> Here we go. We're not. <laughs> yeah, we're not. Think I saw no. It there. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but a couple of similar sounding ones are in there. So, you know, we might have a few oldish C-Bean games. Oh, <laughs> I'm so excited to get into it. I'm glad this has become an annual thing that we're doing every year now for our bonus, our first bonus episode of the holiday season. Uh, Lockie. Oh, look out! Look, our listeners have YouTube. If they want to find out what the top ten best games are of the year, they can hop up or hop on YouTube. What they want to find out is what we think are our favorite games over the mm-hmm. year. Fuck, fuck what IGN has to say. They, IGN can already eat a dick, as far as I'm concerned, with this scoring system. Fuck Everything's this. at eight. It's just eight out of ten yeah. for everything. <laughs> yeah. totally no, agree. I think they gave their lowest score. What was the game that they gave their lowest score to this year? It, I've no, already forgotten. It was last year, and it was Cyberpunk. They gave a four to. Oh no, <sighs> no! This this year they gave uh, they gave two out of ten to Nerf Legends. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That was good. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, you're right. I'm right there with you, Lockie. Fuck IGN. This is all about the news to reviews game awards part two colon back in the habit. Lockie, do you want to let our audience know what our categories are? (laughs) All right. So your categories this year are play of the year, and that is for the best gameplay. Then you have game of the year for best overall sound. Then you have game of the queer, LGBTIQ plus representation in a video game. Then you have tale of the cheer, the best narrative. Game of the Unclear, unexpected great game, Game of Thrones, shame of the year, worst game company. Lame of the year, worst game, alternative title, game in the rear. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Britney of the Spears. And then we have game of the year, finally, where we get to hash it out oh. with which game has been the absolute best game of the year based on the ones that we played, not some of those shithouse games that we haven't played. Don't add us. Oh, yeah. And speaking of games that we've played, the thing that we love about games that we play is uh, a bit of gameplay. And do you want to get us kicked off with our first category, Lockie? All right. So for Player of the Year, best gameplay, we have It Takes Two by Deathloop by (laughs) Google It. (laughs) Deathloop by Google It Yourself. Diablo 2 by you know what Google is. Loop Hero, which is by, of course, Google. And then Back for Blood, which I will be Googling to find out the developer. Turtle Rock Studios. <laughs> Turtle Rock Studios for Back for Blood. Oh, dear. I was so prepared. Does it really matter? So prepared having written down all the studios for these. Useless. <laughs> Just useless. <laughs> Oh. Don't worry, don't worry. Part of this is we make you. That's the great thing about us. We tell you to do half the work. 
<laughs> our dear listener. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, um, I, so, so does, does anyone want, who wants to get us kicked off with our debating? Who wants to go to bat? Who's, who's going to bat for what here? All right. Well, look, let me start off with, um, yeah, look, I think my titles are a bit left field. Um, cause, uh, definitely Zach's got the, the, the lead ins for PS5, which is very much, we've had a new console this year. So, um, you'd definitely be having your eye on the new console stuff, but I'm going to be honest. Oh, you know what? Diablo 2 came out on the new console, so it's fine. Diablo 2. I'm going to get into it. I loved the original Diablo 2. This is, of course, a remaster of the original game that came out, what, um, 2000? Earlier? can't remember. It was ages uh, ago. I, but it's an... Yeah, I reckon it was about yeah, first released in 2000. That was correct. Holy crap. Wow. Um, <laughs> great, great guess. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, that was a total shot in the dark, but wow. Okay, so... <laughs> Yeah, so look, I gotta say, it's a it's a game, it's a dear dear game to my heart. It was absolutely amazing as as a as a young lad um, playing around with games on the PC, and it was an absolute powerhouse for its time. And to be honest, seeing it come out even now, it's such a good experience. Really, it's it's an amazing game. It's um one of those things. It's one of those things where. You know, maybe maybe gameplay isn't the best thing to to put it under. Um, so I might have to cop the L there. But for its time, it was absolutely fantastic, and it was an absolutely faithful and glorious remaster for a wonderful, wonderful game. I don't think it will win this award, but I definitely think it should be mentioned at least as an honourable mention. Yep. Well, oh, and also I put in there in my notes. I said Diablo two because new games can suck my boomer dick. <laughs> Well, Diablo 2 was developed by Blizzard Entertainment uh, and Vicarious Visions. We're, we're talking about the merits of the game here. We're this not is when Blizzard was good. This is when this isn't when Blizzard is gross as it is now. This is when it was a shining example of what all gaming companies would aspire to be. Um, and now it's a shining turd of what all game companies, as a caution retail, should not be. Yeah, you're right though. Blizzard was really oh, good back in that man. that era. Like they just belted out hit after hit, pretty much all the way up to what World of Warcraft. Like really good games. Yeah, yeah. World of Warcraft was the first nail in the coffin. As soon as they worked out that MMOs, meaning shittier versions of games, lower quality releases, made more money, they were like, "Yep, all right, pack yeah, up well- shop, everyone." Yep, that was the problem, because you're right, they they did that. Terrible. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they started that, and now we're in mobile gaming as being the most profitable market, so, you know, it's just gotten worse and worse. But anyway, again, this is this is all boomer mentality. Who knows, maybe Bejeweled on the phone is, is as good as that. It's all that, you know? Who knows? Maybe TikTok and Bejeweled are, are, are the greatest things in the fucking world. <laughs> all right, well, what's another game that people want to throw forward? Well, look, I... I th- I'm torn with mine because I honestly don't know which one I liked the gameplay better because both of these games I thought were so innovative in how they decided to tackle their gameplay. So first we had mm. yeah, Deathloop by Arcane where basically it's a first-person shooter where you're using these powers and stuff as well too but you have the sort of rogue roguelike elements because you have an up sort of upgrade system and you know the repeating day where the day is mm. repeating over and over again but then it takes mm. two by Hazelight Studios was was just so fantastic in how every single almost every single segment of the game you had a new mechanic to play around with and somehow like even though the game was doing so much and throwing so much new stuff at you 
all of the time it was so so much fun to play and so intuitive to to just just be able to to do it's it's they do a great job of introducing the stuff to you and it's just an absolute triumph uh of a game as far as gameplay is concerned so i, I really don't know which one i want to put forward out of two i'm I, I think i'm sort of leaning more towards it takes two just because of how much it ends up doing like at one stage it becomes like a, a isometric dungeon crawler for like 15 oh. minutes randomly out of the blue and there's like you know so there's like 20 something mini games where you can competitively can, can competitively yeah, competitively play Sorry, I'm, I'm already a bourbon deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, against the the person Game of the that beer. you're playing through with. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's so so much so much fun. It takes to I, I I don't know. Do you do you think Lockie that Diablo two or Loop Hero can uh, can take out It Takes Two as far as the these options here? Well, here's the thing. They both got two in the title, so that already has them <laughs> neck and neck. Um, but but we, we actually... Actually, we've got a lot of recurring themes sort of in this lineup, which is a bit fun. We've got um, another game that is a higher number than those two. In fact, it's the combined number of those two. And I think that leads us into the next game. Aaron, would you mind taking it yeah, on? Yeah, of course. So thanks, Lucky. That I, It's back for blood. And I absolutely love the original Left 4 Dead's. Uh, I needed something new. We've been waiting for too long kind of thing. Back for Blood was kind of a bit of fresh air because it was exactly what I wanted in regards to like fast, furious zombie gameplay where they're coming at you from every side. Uh, you're going from point A to point B, but everything along the way is kind of interesting. They had a variety of different weapons, but the best part about it was actually the gameplay. It was the fact that you could switch weapons so seamlessly. They all had great impact and they're all very unique. And even the story wasn't half bad. So I really love Back for Blood, and that was my suggestion in here as well. But in saying that, It Takes Two was phenomenal. Like, that was an incredible game. So I'm kind of torn between those two, to be honest with you. Mm. Okay. Um, all right, I'm going to go in next um, with another game of mine. It's Vicarious Visions. Uh, no, that's just a joke. That's the next line of the um, of the sheet that we're reading off. No, I wanted to put forward Loop Hero because this is for play of the year. This is best gameplay. So forget about everything else. Take away all the other elements of what made a game great and what you're enjoying. What's the actual gameplay, the actual experience like? And I got to say, Loop Hero was an innovative title that came out of nowhere. It's a random ass game. It's mostly on the rails. You go around in an infinite loop with where the only things that you control are your terrain and your level of difficulty, as well as the growth of your character based on item drops around you. And it is so addictive. It ticked all the boxes for me. Someone who is an RNG ho, like I, if you give me something with good optimization, um, I'm always rolling that dice. Um, it's uh, I'm not a gambler, and I think this is tapping into sort of that that impulse um, in a healthy way that doesn't ruin my life. Um, so I am very thankful for games like Loop Hero. Um, Zach, would you like to close it off with your final nomination? Uh, no, I've already talked about the games that I put forward. I reckon oh, it's, it's time, to, time to fucking hash it out. So yeah, Deathloop. Deathloop. Or, yeah, I already talked about Deathloop. It's oh, like elements. It's first play stuff. Like, yeah, like I don't need to cover that anymore. I'd, I'd rather it takes two, take it out of those. Um, do you think... Like like Loop Hero, I know I know you love it, Lockie, and it's innovative in what it does. But at the end of the day, as we're talking about straight up gameplay here, 
This game literally plays itself. You set the numbers and it just does the gameplay for you. So how can you really put it ahead of games like It Takes Two, which covers like a million different game genres, or even something like Back for Blood, which does great first-person action. Even Diablo 2, at least you're doing something in the game. Well, well, and that's a remarkable question. And the concept there, and, and I would flip it on that, a game that literally plays itself the game has already figured out how to do all of the work for you so you can just sit back relax <laughs> and, and not have any gameplay kind world. of thing by the sounds of it yeah, what the, that means- it does no but that's the beautiful part and this is what what uh, i i you know games uh, that I play themselves maybe, are maybe called movies it, maybe they're you- called movies are games that play themselves yeah, yeah I, i'll watch a streamer if i want to see a game play itself <laughs> Oh, absolutely. (laughs) That's a a very very good point. No, and and this is part of the subtle... No, this is part of the subtlety that is... And the greatness of this game. It's not just playing itself. You are constantly pausing the game to input and to make changes and alterations to it. You're constantly needing to upgrade your character, keep an eye on the optimal strategies. You're keeping an eye and you're thinking very actively about, based on random drops, how complicated you make your map. It has a str- It's highly strategic. And... It, it's done in a very, very different way that I've never experienced before. So how could I not say that this was a markable... This, this is a markable innovation um, of game and the experience paid off in my mind huge dividends. I got a lot of hours of joy out of this one. It is a bare-bones game. It is barely a game graphically. So... <laughs> It is. Uh, yeah. It is. You look at this game graphically, it looks like us. It's yeah. barely a game. It's a couple of dots on the screen. And you're telling me... And you're asking me, well, you know, what is it about this game that has you hooked um, for hours and hours on end? And I'll say, well, it's not the visuals, it's not the aesthetics, it's not the story, it's not the sound, it's the gameplay. Yeah. Pure and simple. Yeah. I I, I don't know, man. Like, as I said, (laughs) look, I'm I'm throwing my my vote behind It Takes Two. Aaron, how are you feeling? Are you going to stick with Back nah, for Blood? Are you sticking with Back no, for Blood? No, come or? to think, like I love Back for Blood. Like I, I absolutely do, and I put it in there because it's it feeds into exactly what I'm after in games, which is kind of like mindless gore and and violence, which I love. <laughs> uh, but no, it takes two actually had that in there as well. So I'm gonna actually put my hat in the ring for it takes two as well. That was an incredible game, and like you said, Zach, it always kept changing the scenario and changing the scene and everything it changed to was something I enjoyed. So back for uh, it takes two. And I think that's very fair. And I'm happy to concede that to you guys. Um, uh, I, I, I won't move my vote because I think um, loop hero is fucking great. And shout out to, and look, everyone I, I heard of who played loop hero fucking loved it. And I, I do want to pick it up on the switch and give it a go, but like, yeah. We're talking about gameplay here. I want something with with gameplay. But shout out to Four Quarters. (laughs) 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 You dick. (laughs) Shout out to Four Quarters who developed this one. And it's a Devolver Digital published one. So they know how to curate games. They're fucking great. So yeah, big shout out to them. But yeah, for play of the year, the game of 2021 with the best gameplay... It takes two by Hazelight Studios, the the with the fuck the Oscars guy, which which actually, uh, it it takes two took the the game of the year award at at, a, at the it game did. awards, the lesser known uh, game awards compared to the news to reviews <laughs> game awards. <laughs> Back in the habit, uh, anyway. Which <laughs> uh, which I hope everyone. So we're hearing... treading water here. We're just going with whatever the big big. 
big game is going after boring. Man, it was it was so good <laughs> getting to see uh, the Joseph Farris guy pick up that award. Like he literally swore said fuck like twice <laughs> in the first like 15 seconds of his speech. That's great. Like, I can't believe I was here like four years ago saying fuck the Oscars. <laughs> it was, wow. It was, it was fantastic. Well, oh, we'll need yeah, to get Jane Ferris to um, accept his award from us. <laughs> yeah, yeah get him yeah. on, get him on. If, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't be here, I'll accept it on his behalf. <laughs> Just send him a tweet saying, hey, you won, a, you won Game of the Year through us, so <laughs> can, we get a, can we get a fuck year for us? Hey, hey, play of the year, Lockie. Don't get, it, don't get yeah, ahead of yourself. Right. I, don't, oh, I don't know if it's going to win Game play. of the Year. Sorry, you get uh, you see it on the screen. Play of the year, best gameplay. Sorry, I'm just jumbling it all up now. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's and on that note, let's take you to our next category: game of the year for best overall sound. Mm-hmm. Do you want to list off this one, Zachary? Oh yeah. So we have Psychonauts Two by Double Fine, the the, the studio. Tim Schafer is at the head of Forza Horizon Five by Playground Games. Diablo Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Lockie's got his little note there. Put Tristram's theme in anything. I'm, I'm, I guess that's like a against a, everything. Yeah. A, 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 against everything. So uh, that, that I guess that's like a song from the soundtrack or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good uh, thinking. Theme from the oh, town. I'm so yeah. smart. Uh, <laughs> well, we're going for a game of the year, so yeah, you probably should be thinking about the soundtrack a little bit. Blizzard Entertainment and Vicarious Visions developed the uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected. And Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, obviously developed by Nintendo. So the the ones I put on there, uh, well, actually the only one left on there that I put on there was Psychonauts 2. So I'll, I'll basically go over why I, I thought it deserved to be on this list. Mm. So uh, the yeah. voice acting was awesome. It was fantastic. And the music was great. I love the soundtrack through the entire thing. There was particularly one section where, the, like, I won't spoil anything, anything for anyone, but it goes all psychedelic, and there's an awesome psychedelic music uh, m- music to go along with it. And there's a fucking song sung by Jack Black, this cool, trippy, psychedelic uh, yeah. rock song. It was Whoa, fucking fantastic. That's awesome. Oh, I loved it so yeah. much. Oh, and, yeah, man, just, i got to listen to this. The music in every area completely changed to be on theme with whatever, you know, thing you're dealing with inside the different individuals minds because uh, as people who've played psychonauts know yeah you get, you're delving into people's minds to help them overcome issues and whatnot so oh god i love psychonauts too but look look as far as it's it's not going to be like you know doom or something though where i'll be like oh, i just love the soundtrack so much and they did such a great job with all the sounds uh it, it's definitely uh, like if, if this was last year there's no way it would have made it onto my list of of game of the year but i definitely thought psychonauts 2 by double fine was yeah. worth a shout out but yeah i, that was I need to input. ask you what will help me with making my decision on on this um jack black does he bring it to the same level he brings it with that um that school of rock song um Oh. No, you're not hardcore. Unless <laughs> oh, you live hardcore. That's on. This is Jack Black. He does. He has yeah. one level, and that level is Jack Black, and it's like over nine thousand. He brings it. He, he brings it. You're telling me brings it. Brings it. It's it's like it's, oh, it's like okay, it's the right. early two thousands all over again. Jack Black it, everywhere. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, okay. So uh, I mean, 
God, I'm gonna have to follow this up, but that's that's all right. Okay, so so all right, let me follow up with what I put forward. Um, so Diablo two, of course, this is one of the greatest titles ever made with one of the best soundtracks ever made. Look up Tristan's uh, Tristan's theme. If you have not heard that, you're welcome. And that's all I need to say about that. Um, They've got banger of a soundtrack, absolute best of its time, still absolute banger today, timeless. Um, If you pick up the guitar, you will want to learn it for the guitar. It's inspired many a musician, including myself, to take it up. Mm -hmm. How many songs inspire? So Diablo 2, an inspiration, and also stay a while and listen. (laughs) Timeless. Um, Did you just reference Diablo you just referenced Diablo 1, though, right? That's a Diablo 1 thing. No, that's... A, well, and, eh, 1 and 2. Huh. <laughs> 1 and 2, it's still in there. It still counts. Well, yeah, your other recommendation, Lockie, for for a game of the mm-hmm. year was the one that surprised yes. me. Uh, yes. Because I played this game, and, like, I, I, I fucking love Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, but, like, yes. for game of the year, what's 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 your argument there? Like, I, I, yes. I love the music, uh, but, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, holy shit, it's the best thing I heard all year. No, no. So I, I gotta say, okay, it's staying power, pure and simple. So, um, Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. It's actually really interesting. You can piss off Mario 3D World. It's actually Bowser's Fury that I'm pinning this to, um, which was just completely out of the out of the blue. It it was such an unexpected addition to the game, and it turned out being a full game, full fully polished, beautiful game within its own right. And the soundtrack is gorgeous. Yeah. The actual soundtrack, the earworms, all of the music, I can still vividly hear the first sunshine, uh, like that sunshine area, as soon as you get off the pirate ship, um, with the uh, with all the violins, da 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 da, it's just so good. Uh, that's all I needed to to sing then, and you guys can now think of that song as well. <laughs> it is highly polished earworm category. Um, it had to make it in there. It had to. Okay, no, fair, fair. Oh, like, I, I enjoyed the music, but yeah, I definitely didn't yep. get, like, taken back to the game. But I never played the original one on, mm. on Wii U as well, too. Maybe it's No, the, vo- the voice before. acting, the voice acting though, um, I'll say where it falls short on some of our other titles we're comparing it against is definitely the voice acting. So, mm. you know, you have Mario making Mario noises, which is vaguely racist. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. All right. Ah, so, who, who, Aaron? Who have you got entering the arena? Yeah, I, uh, I, I actually really like what both you guys are saying there uh, <laughs> in regards to those two games. I do agree. Entering, entering the entering the arena on my end, I would say Forza, Forza Horizon Five. Absolutely. Uh, this is a game where um, they listened, like the developers, Playground Games, listened to what the fans were saying about Forza Horizon Four, Forza Horizon Three, uh, in regards to the cars. And how every car has a unique, different engine and different sound, um, and they really did their homework on it. And they went and researched the sounds of every car. They took countless audio recordings of each car. They made sure that every single car that they've inputted into that game, and there are hundreds, all sound exactly like the real car in, in real life, uh, which is just incredible to wow. think about uh, that much level yeah, of detail in, in a game just for car sounds kind of thing so that's why i put playground games on there they've done an incredible job uh psychonauts 2 is incredible as well i've heard the soundtrack for that diablo 2 is just diablo in general it has an incredible soundtrack diablo 1 2 and 3 so that's also a really good uh point but yeah forza horizon 3 uh 5 sorry is the one i put in there 3 is also great but 5 definitely 
Okay. Well, you know what, Aaron? I I I vote for Forza Horizon Five. I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, wow. Because wow. oh. wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for Psychonauts too. So like we're all moving around. What are you voting for, Aaron? Is it Mario World? <laughs> no, it's not Mario World. <laughs> Even though I. I do love Nintendo's sound. They've always done great. Why? Uh, Why you don't like you don't like Italian stereotype noises on your characters? <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, now I'm shaming some sort of yeah. No, uh, no, character. it's the exact yeah, opposite. That... I'd say that Nintendo kind of <laughs> has gotten away with. Uh, I I just don't understand how in this day and age Nintendo can still continue on with like kind of Mario and his old deal. Uh, yeah, I think that they're, they're Japanese. You kind of just accept it after. I know, I know. It's, it's just interesting. <laughs> I don't even think in the lore anymore that they say he's Italian. I think that they say he's like a, he's it's just a plumber from out of space. <laughs> like I think they've kind of just dropped. <laughs> that yeah, he's in. he's a plumber from space Italy. Unclogging <laughs> 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 space toilets. Oh, yeah. So how, yeah. how are you how yeah, are you feeling, uh, Aaron? Are you going to stick with uh, Forza Horizon Five, or are you going to go for a surprise upset and nah just just due to the sheer like effort they put into forza horizon 5 with all the sounds and everything i'm gonna have to say forza horizon well, 5 yeah and no, I'll, I'll just explain why i i changed my vote to a game other than psychonauts 2 because i love the music in psychonauts 2 the voice acting was great and the jack black song was fantastic but it definitely didn't like i didn't play through it and go wow the sound is such a standout for me as i said if it had been another year if it was last year it wouldn't have even been on the list at all and like from what i hear from all the reviews i saw the sound in forza horizon 5 is absolutely superb obviously trust aaron's opinion more than all of those as well too so yeah that's why i'm voting for that so what do you think, Lockie? Yeah, you, you, I guess yeah. At this point, <laughs> you've been out. I don't know. You oh, really, Lockie. I mean, like, you really won me with the Psychonauts too. So I mean, you know, I, I, like, if it, if they fucking got Jack Black to do, uh, to do a banger hit for the game, I feel like they, they, they kind of have played- earned it. Have you not played? Uh, have you not played the other ones by Double Fine? Because there is an actual game where Jack Black stars in it and has multiple songs in there as well. Have you? Yeah, Brutal have Legend. You heard of Brutal right? Legend. Uh, I've heard I've heard of it. I haven't played it. I heard the gameplay's crap, but the music's great. Yeah, like they they even go as far to have yeah. like uh, Ozzy Osbourne in it, Judas Priest in it. Like it's it's yeah. based around music. Uh, well, it sounds like if if that were the year we were doing this, we may have considered that for a contender because definitely that I do see that as enormously valuable. Yeah, I think we're good. So yeah, there we go for game of the year. So the game with the best sound for twenty twenty one. We have Forza Horizon 5 by Playground Games. Ooh, this <laughs> this democracy has not been working for you so far, hey, Lockie? When it was just me <laughs> wow. and you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, okay, so, yeah, this is a popularity contest. Shit, I didn't realise. I was just going by with what I thought was the best. All right. All right, no worries. You can't just no, go. At all. I honestly, I honestly, my honest opinion is I think Forza Horizon 5 would have been the best, even though I played Psychonauts 2. Like, so. That's all right. That's all right. I need to work out leverage. Oh, our next award category is Game of the Queer, and that is game, spelled G-A-Y-M-E, <laughs> of course, which is a, which is our LGBTIQ plus, all the pluses, um, representation in a video game. First up, we have Life is Strange, True Colors, um, by square enix i think from memory um (laughs) (laughs) so psychonauts 2 by double fine studios psychonauts 2 gets a second mention 
And, and of course, honourable mention to Marvel's Guardians um, for Star Lord's haircut, where it is as gay as it gets. Great representation. Thanks by Idos Montreal. <laughs> Oh, I guess me. we definitely think about did it. not play enough games. <laughs> and also, with... just just FYI, I'm allowed to say that Starlord's haircut is gay because I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't at me. If you yeah, come off, after... if you come after me, it's you're going after me for appropriation. When when Lockie added that to the doc just for a bit of back end <laughs> stuff oh. for the audience, so I said, okay, Lockie, you definitely have to read these categories. I cannot read out. <laughs> I cannot read out these nominees at all. Um, oh, how could I not? Life is Strange True Colors, that was developed by Deck Nine, so just shout out to them. Now, I guess none of us have played it, so we can't really talk to the no. representation of that, so I guess that one's more of a honorable mention. But yeah, we definitely did not have a lot to pick from this year, <laughs> oh, just in regards of what we played. Like, last yeah. year, it was so... Like, it's a booming category. It was hard to keep it down to the four. Mm. Oh, dearie me. I know. This year was slim pickings, yeah. i got to say. And if anyone, um, any of our dear listeners can sound off can sound off in feedback, um, we'll definitely, we definitely want to hear if there's any be- any titles where you thought, wow, there's been great representation this year. I actually also wanted to include Ghost of Tsushima, oh. but like, ha- what awards doesn't it win? Um, and and so I, I, what I will do <laughs> is because Ghost of Tsushima, yes, it was released last year, However, the PS5 version with the Icky Island expansion came out this year, and while the gay character was not in Icky Island expansion and was part of the base, um, you have M- Lady Masako, which was a which was a really nice. Uh, it was actually one of my favourite inclusions of gay representation in the storyline. It wasn't there just for the fuck of it. Hang it on. was just a nice little mention. She has a husband. Um, she does. She does, so she, Aaron. How is she gay? Um, she has a she. <laughs> Her husband died. I I get that. Like he's not living. Ladies but... and gentlemen, Aaron, asking the hard hitting questions. Um, so he. <laughs> no, you're asking. Look, you're asking a good question. Hey, maybe well... she's bi, or. Or maybe she was forced into a marriage where her sexuality wasn't really of her own volition at the time. Ah, oh, right. Um, yeah. And particularly at times of, her, yeah, of that gotcha. epoch. Yeah. At times of that epoch, right. I would say... So now you're opening up say, more worms that, you know... I don't think so. No, I think I think you asked a really valid point. And I think... Because um, I thought that as well. I went, oh, wasn't expecting that. But I'm like, oh, that must mean either she's bi or she might... Or she might have been not necessarily, you know, she might not necessarily have been um, heterosexual when she entered her marriage. Or maybe she wasn't fully understanding of her own sexuality because that's not something that would have been really widely recognized or open during then. I'm totally missing something here. I played that game. I love that game. Incredible storyline. I never, ever thought that she was gay. Was there a segment that I missed in there at some point where she hooks up with a chick and I just missed it? Did you completely finish her storyline? Yeah, I did. Okay, then what are you referring to, Lockie? Because I, I can't remember it specifically either. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's um, there's a there's a character that she's had a homosexual relationship. We, she makes a number of ref- references to it in the game. I'm just um, I can't remember the name of the character, but not the, definitely not the one she um, ends up 
the one that she ends up like uh, oh god I don't want to go into spoilers here but like there's That's a, a massive sister. character throughout it is her sister yeah her sister no no there's Lady Mai she's in love with Lady Mai they have a sexual relationship together okay I guess yeah I just don't remember okay but, yeah. maybe yeah no, no they refer- alright well uh, I don't know maybe it's maybe because um, gays are starved for this type of representation and this is actually what I loved about it it was a really subtle inclusion mm. but definitely it's there look it up but okay. um Okay. But yeah, no, definitely, um, definitely, she she does have a she does have a level of homosexuality that was raised in the game as part of her character. Okay. She is not heterosexual. Okay, right. Well, the the reason why I put in Psychonauts two because actually Jack Black's character actually and another character in the game I should probably should have got the names for the characters. They they have a homosexual relationship and it's not something that's really like they don't you know, try and make a big political point or something like that. It's just a, a nice relationship that's in the game. You help repair their bond together as well too, which is really lovely. Um, yeah, like it just felt like a nice bit of inclusion. It was definitely not something pushing the boundaries too far. It's like it was no uh, Last of Us Part 2 or or even Hades for that matter. I found the relationships way more interesting in Hades last year mm. but uh yeah that's why I put Psychonauts 2 there but hey if you reckon uh if you reckon Lady what's her name? Lady Masako yeah from from Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut which technically came out this year fuck it I'm down for yeah. that for a stealth you know film. what fuck it fuck it I'm on a technicality here but for everyone that that did not know that Lady Masako um, has had a queer sexual past in I the game she yeah. references it a couple of times she doesn't yeah. get here's the thing here's the thing um, and this is what makes it beautiful and what makes it so... And, and it fits perfectly with the nature of the game and the tone of the game is that it's a really somber component. I don't think she... I don't think her former lover, definitely a woman, um, is alive anymore. I think she died for some reason. I can't remember what happened there because I actually didn't finish the end of that plotline arc. But I do know it happened and I thought it was a great inclusion in the game and it was a fantastic storyline element that really oh. added a whole nother layer to the to the character and to the experience. Oh, um, actually... Th- it, th- there was... it is representation at its finest, in my opinion. In, in, in Ghost of Tsushima as well too, and I got a reminder of this when I played the director's cut this year as well, uh, there was a side quest uh, where you discover that uh, there's a, a certain character has died and uh, you find, and, and this was a male character, and you find another male character grieving at their grave, and he basically sort of confesses to you that his relationship was more than just a friendship with this character, and um, and yeah, Jin is very welcoming with, with with him and everything like that, and sort of like warns him against the other villagers because the other villagers are you know are quite religious and don't mm-hmm. don't take to that quite as well. Uh, so mm. yeah, God, there, there was that little side quest in there, which which featured a bit a little little bit of LGBTQ. Holy shit! I think for a stealth wow. victory, which is fitting for a game about yeah. a samurai who's learning ninja <laughs> stuff, <laughs> a game that yep. wasn't even on the dock for Game <laughs> of the Queer. Is is that going to be the winner? Is that what we're thinking, Lockie? Yeah, I'm thinking it is now. Yeah, hundred yes. percent. Game of the year once again. 2021 goes to Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. No game. Of, we'll give it to game. Of, we'll give it to Game of the Queer. We won't give it another Game of the Year. But fuck, what a great game! And also, just just for our listener, just for our dear listeners, um, well deserved for last year's Game of the Year award. And I had to, and I had to make sure that its its queer representation did not go unrecognized because I think absolutely a stealth incredible uh, inclusion in storytelling. Fuck 
Yes. Oh, and speaking about storytelling, Lockie, do you want to let us know the next category? Uh, All right. Um, God, that was a good one. Actually, that came out of nowhere. I just thought of that on the spot. Okay. <laughs> <was> um, <laughs> I just remembered. I was like, oh, yeah, that was that was really awesome now that I remember it. And, and Zach, okay. you nailed it too. I remember the story now as well. Uh, with the, yeah, yeah. The, I remember the that side quest yeah. too. Really good. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, that was a really nice touch as well. Yep. All right. Okay, our next category is Tale of the Cheer. Best narrative. That's it. Those are all my stories. Aaron, take <laughs> us away. <laughs> We're not, you're not going to tell us what the nominees are? Aaron, yeah. do you want to tell us what the nominees are? Yeah, I don't mind. All right. Thank nominees. You, yeah. Nominees are Marvel's, you are Guardians of the, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy by Edios Montreal. Uh, Psychonauts 2 Idos, sorry, I apologise Psychonauts 2 by Double Fine Woke Guard, which no one has any idea what we're talking about Because that's Vanguard Oh, who the hell knows what that that is or means That's okay (laughs) Call of Duty Vanguard to be more specific (laughs) That's right, Call of Duty Vanguard And the great ace God. It's been lovi- it's been lovingly sledged as Woke Guard The last nominee is the great ace chronicles By Capcom so they're the four that we have to choose from here. Some good inclusions. Oh yeah. What do you think, Zach? Alrighty. So, oh, oh god, that's it's so fucking hard because I love the narratives. Both my my ones I put up for this were Psychonauts two and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, and both of these, in in my opinion, have absolutely stellar stories. Like Psychonauts two deals with mental health. The voice acting is incredible throughout the whole thing. The writing was so unique and funny and quirky. I absolutely loved it. Had such mm. a great time with it. But then Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy was so so much fun and such a great surprise. And I, I love the characters so much in Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And I don't think I had a, a connection quite as much to the characters in, in Psychonauts 2 as what I did in, in Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think... For me, when it comes to a good narrative, the thing I really want to get invested in is the characters. If you've got characters that make me want to keep coming back, then, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. So I'm thinking I'm leaning more towards Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy uh, by Eidos Montreal. But, God, that's, that's, it's, it's a slim difference between the two. Like, Psychonauts 2 was such a fucking great narrative. Like, I, I really love the story in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Lockie, how are you feeling? Okay, so look, I I think the category, the games that I put forward, I think will end up getting honourable mentions because coming into this, there's one game that I've heard you review that I've been so keen on getting a hold of your copy once you're done with it, and that is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. The way that you've gone into um, the nature, like the the just the dynamics of the characters interacting between each other and how cheerful it is and how interesting and funny and witty it can be. You don't have that level of fluidity normally with with companion sort of interactions in other games, and it's something that's always sorely lacking. So, uh, if it lives up to to what what the expectations have been hyped as, and I think it will, um, I, I'm happy to give you that. But I'm going to give you my honourable mentions. So, Woke Guard, um, it's been it's been lovingly dubbed Woke Woke Guard by a small subset of um, Reddit users, or oh, they're a big big set. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like if you're on Reddit, you're already in the minority because everyone's on TikTok and Twitter these days. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, that's a good point. So, 
So I don't know what those guys have to say, but Vanguard is a really, really good story. Vanguard's uh, main campaign story is actually the strength of its campa- campaign because it's certainly not the multiplayer aspect <laughs> or the um, or the definitely not the zombies aspect. It, it, its major strength is that single um, player campaign. It's got some really interesting characters. I'm a huge sucker for Inglorious Bastards, and it has a very Inglorious Bastardsy style story. You go on, you're going after the Nazis. Um, you, you've got some, you, you know, you got some real nasty pieces of work. Um, Nazi, sorry, pieces of work. Um, uh, <laughs> that, I'll see what you that, did there. <laughs> exactly, that you're, ha- that you're playing around with in the overarching storyline and then it goes into the backstories of each of the characters and sort of how they all came together as a team. Uh, uh, I'll be honest, I never finished it um, and that's why I wasn't <laughs> planning on giving it Game of the Year. But, because here's the thing, the first couple of characters are really great, but then it starts running out of steam because you're like, I'm like... Okay, Aussie guy, Aussie guy stuck with me. His was good. Uh, Russian chick stuck with me. Hers was really, hers was knock out of the park phenomenal. And then the rest were kind of like, eh, you know, this is now coming more into like, you know, these all could have been rolled into a single character, to be honest. And and that's where it was like, it was a little bit bigger, um, bigger than Ben Hur in that team structure. I think they they could have streamlined it and make it made it into a solid quad, mm. but. Yeah, really solid game, and that's my nomination for that. My other nomination is Great S Chronicles. This is a fucking good game, and its story is definitely its standout part. The story is what is the driver of the game, because the gameplay is... is The gameplay is not... It's like an interactive novel, the way that Great Ace on, um, Attorney games work out. So if the story is not there, there is absolutely no reason to play this game. This game puts you in the mindset and shoes of someone, of, a, of an interesting high-octane high story playing out in, in the courts, playing out in the detective space, and it delivers on all of those points. My only negative is that it gets a little bit repetitive. For some people, that helps keep people on track, but for me... I just was spamming the skip button a lot towards the middle and it would have been nice to have a bit more of a streamlined experience. But that's my only negative. It was a fantastic story. Yeah, and that and that game's like all narrative yeah. basically. Like there's not really much it other is. gameplay to it. So it's pretty impressive that it could keep you like getting pulled through for how long do you reckon you played it for? Oh, that game I, I had twenty hours at least in both titles. Yeah, damn, nice. Yeah. Yeah, bloody oath. Good job. Um, how are you? So, Aaron, you you. This is what I think the only category you didn't have any nominees for. How how are you feeling about the nominees? That no, I I big? didn't have any nominees because you guys have got some really good ones in there. I absolutely agree on both Psychonauts two and Guardians of the Galaxy. Between those two, Psychonauts mm. two, Double Fine Studios are just incredible with all of their writing, especially when Tim Schafer has is at the helm. And I've seen so much of that game right now where I'm so interested in what happens. Uh, but Mar- Mar- yeah. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, it's one of those games where uh, you you can leave it, you can play a little bit of it, leave it, and come back and go, oh yeah, I really want to know what happens next, kind of thing. Uh, there's so many games yeah. I play that I will play it, leave it, come back and go, where am I up to? Oh, who cares? Should I restart the story so I can catch up again? But Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, just everything that happened in that game, I'm like, cool, we're going here now. Okay, what's going to happen here? Great idea. Let's, let's see what happens over here. Every path that I took in that yeah. game had me questioning what was coming next and actually being excited for it. So I'm absolutely putting my hat in the ring for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. That was incredible. 
Alright, sweet. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, Lockie, how are you feeling? <laughs> yep, give it Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter about you, Lockie. Oh, Lockie go. yeah. no, th- Look, you already Guardians... convinced me in, in an older episode. So uh, when I saw that up there, I was like, yep, that's got to get it. Yeah, I, I hope you like it. Like, there's 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 so much dialogue in this game. Oh, yeah. Like, if you just... like. Oh, don't you worry. <laughs> if I don't like it... All our listeners will hear all about it and why I don't like it. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, well, there you go. So, for the first time since we've had this category, Tale of the Cheer, the best narrative, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy by Artist Montreal. That's clinched it. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Now, oh, God, I'm feeling a bit uncertain now about this next category. Who wants to tell the peeps what it is and what the nominees are? I don't think I can. I don't mind taking it away. (laughs) Take it away. away. Okay. So this category is called Game of the Unclear, which uh, in brackets is unexpected great game because I actually thought it meant story like it's it's unclear what you're doing or anything in it (laughs) yeah exactly that was my that was my my understanding as well and so i only had one one thing to add to it and i had a dishonorable mention Uh, but continue on with the i'll mention i'll mention the the dishonorable mention too because i do agree i do agree with (laughs) that okay so game of the unclear the one that came out for me and i'll I'll, i should list them off first i'll list them off so uh from the very top we have outriders by people can fly we have Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy by Eidos Montreal. We have Hitman 3 by IO Interactive. We have Deathloop by Arcane Studios. Stubbs the, Stubbs the Zombie, Rebel Without a Pulse Remastered by Wideload Studios. And the Dishonorable Mention, which is kind of a, a good little en- entry here, is Far Cry 6's <laughs> ending, which was very unclear. And unexpected, in a bad way, following suit from Assassin's Creed Valhalla's main story as well. <laughs> Very consistent. They yeah. um, Look, Ubisoft is at the top of its game. They know how to piss off a gamer. Yeah. If this category was, you know, like a, just an unclear narrative, as the name would suggest, then Ubisoft yeah. would just They've sweep it. it. Every single year, but yeah, God, Game of the Unclear is definitely the most tenuous sort of pun or rhyme that we came up with for the categories. That's for sure. This is on me. I love it. One. I mean, I mean, I the bottom. Of the I, I love it too. Love and it. and to be honest, I'm going to stick with for my for my push Far Cry Six because I think that's this very. I think I think that's the strongest example of Game of the Unclear. I don't think um any more appropriate award has ever been thought of to describe that game's ending you can't just change the whole category <laughs> on the fly <laughs> and just I... throw out all the other fucking nominees well i mean oh, i mean you guys can convince me as much as as much as you want by all means but i'll just i'll just throw well, that look, out there I, I actually do want to pay tribute to these games that i wasn't <laughs> expecting to be good and that were actually good i don't want to fucking give ubisoft any attention that's oh god fuck <laughs> <Ubisoft>. <laughs> oh dear well look Anyway, Aaron, do you want to get us kicked off with your, your pick for Game of yeah, the Unclear? of course. So my pick was Outriders. Now, this was during a massive drought. There was a drought a couple of years ago, last year, when there was just nothing coming out at all for such a long time. It was towards the end of the year. Uh, and we were waiting on something. And People Can Fly have done really good. Uh, they're a studio that brought us uh, Gears of War Judgment. Uh, they brought us... 
Oh, what is that really awesome first-person shooter in another world? I'm just trying to think of it. They then put Duke Nukem in it. Bulletstorm. They gave us Bulletstorm as well, which was kind of fun first-person action game. But yeah, it, it came out of nowhere. Like, there was nothing else around it. Uh, they put it onto Game Pass, and I gave it a go when it launched. I was expecting crap, to be honest. Like, trash. I wasn't expecting anything from this. There's so many duck-and-cover shooters out there, and I thought that this was just going to be another one that misses the mark. However, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, great RPG elements in this game. The 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 movement is fantastic, because I love the Gears game, the Gears of War games, and these mm. guys created Gears, one of the Gears of War games. Uh, but I felt like it was a little clunky a lot of the times uh, when you're running and trying to move in Gears of War. It felt heavy. But Outright is completely the opposite. Like, very fluid combat, uh, jump, cover, everything just works so well uh, and feels so good in your hands when you're playing. So, yeah. I love I loved the abilities in there. Like, using that, that flame one where, like, they I think they, like, float up in the air and they just explode with fire everywhere. Oh, it was, ve- it was very yeah. satisfying. Not to mention to all the that. abilities as mm. well, like the freezing, the flames, mm. everything. There were so many great ways to mix it up and especially if you're going in co-op with your friends and mixing Mm. them all up together to take on waves of enemies that was fantastic came out of left field definitely not expecting that to be a good game oh yeah oh yeah not to mention you also had another one as well too Uh, yeah so stubs the zombie was an old xbox game uh from way back in the day kind of like a comedical take on uh on a yeah like a, a third person zombie game uh, wasn't expecting okay. that to be any good because I don't really remember too much of the the original. It kind of came and went. But when I gave this one a yeah. go, I actually loved it. It was really funny. Uh, the combat was kind of fun as well. Uh, yeah, it was it was a really just a, a whimsical, fun experience kind of thing that I wasn't expecting, which is why I put okay, that in nice. there as well. So yeah, it's a good game. Oh bloody oath! Good. So for my pick for game of the unclear, I. I had a bunch to choose from because there was a few games this year that I just really had no expectations of and I was pleasantly surprised. And the first one of those uh, was Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. And anyone who listened to the show regularly will know that from all the gameplay trailers that I saw and every every all the trailers beforehand, there was nothing that appealed to me at all really like i felt like all, all the interactions they showed in the trailers i didn't find funny um the gameplay i thought looked really really underwhelming but then when i actually got gardens of the galaxy in my hand i was pleasantly surprised at a it was so like, the writing was amazing and it was the the narrative was absolutely fantastic and and b the gameplay wasn't like stellar it definitely wasn't why you were coming to the game but it was fucking fantastic yeah. like it was still a lot of fun like there was uh you know the the huddle where it would start playing the licensed song in the background and everyone's yeah. powers can start pop- popping off it was so much fun but yeah hitman 3 also was a big surprise for me from io interactive i i would always say the hitman games come out and like stealth based games uh, i don't know if i can get into it i've don't know what it was. I think it's just because it was January and there was like nothing coming out. And I wanted something to cover on the show. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll play Hitman 3. And I was so pleasantly surprised. I was like, holy shit, this isn't, this is a stealth game, but really this is a, a puzzle game. Like they're giving you all the different options and all the different tools and all the different pieces in order to achieve your goal, which is to, you know, assassinate someone uh, without alerting the authorities. And you have to figure it out yourself and there's multiple ways in order to do that. And I found that 
so much bloody fun. I abs- I absolutely loved Hitman Three so much that I before I I, I pl- finished the first level and I had so much fun playing it that I de- I found that I'd already had the first entire game uh, due to PS Plus just sitting there in my backlog that I'd never touched before. Decided to download that, then played through that entire thing, and then went back to Hitman Three and played through the rest of the that game and had just a fucking great time doing it. It was it was so much fun. I, I have to shout out to IO Interactive, um, and finally Deathloop. Like anyone who who listens to the show would know, I was, I was never that hot on Deathloop. Everyone was raving about it before it came out, but I was like, eh, whatever. It's you know, arcane. I've never really connected that much with any of their games, but this one for me was the one that just hit the mark and and I absolutely loved Deathloop. I had such a great time with it. So yeah, I've got three that are just so hard to choose between. Um, I guess the biggest surprise for me, just because like Hitman 3, everyone always raves over IO Interactive and say that they're great stealth games. So I was, you know, expecting it to be a good stealth game. I just wasn't expecting it to be my kind of thing personally. But Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought it was just going to be a shit game. I thought it was just going to be a game for nobody. It was just going to be a cash grab. Like we saw a Square Enix publish Marvel game before with uh, Marvel's uh, Avengers, yeah. the Crystal Dynamics one. And that one was absolute fucking dog anus. I hated it. It sucked. So I was like, oh, do I do I trust a Square Enix published Marvel game again? And holy shit, yeah, they they completely changed my mind with these really endearing characters, this amazing narrative, and this pretty fun gameplay. Like, yeah, I I, I have to throw my vote behind uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for this one once again. Um, yeah, I know, Aaron. How are you feeling? Yeah, I I <laughs> uh, as much as I kind of do want there to be another winner because I do. Uh, I, I still do feel like Marvel's Garden of the Galaxy is a very, uh, unexpected great game. Like, it really was. Like you said, uh, Zach, like, uh, the game before it was Avengers from Square Enix, and that was just mm. a letdown in the biggest way possible. Uh, and, mm. you know, I honestly thought that all the good Sony games, uh, sorry, all the good Marvel games belonged to Sony and Sony only. So it was kind of good to see uh, another studio being able to create a great Marvel game that's not that's not console exclu- exclusive. And yeah, mm. Marvel Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy was absolutely that. And yes, it's way better than Outriders. So yeah, I, I have to say Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy again. Okay, shit, fucking a. <laughs> well, Lockie, what are you th- what are you thinking? Are you going to go to bat with your dishonorable mention? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 6? Look, you haven't changed my mind. I feel like Far Cry Six, is- <laughs> Far-, Far Cry Six as a game, is most definitely the most deserving of the title of Game of the Unclear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what I say. Yeah, you're yeah, asking it- me what's the most deserving of the Game of the Unclear. If I have a trophy that I would hand to someone that says. <laughs> Most unclear game of 2021, I would hand it to Ubisoft and say congratulations, you've done it again, you have consistently delivered on absolutely perplexing endings, well done, kudos. (laughs) Um, Alright, well... Well, well, let's make history right here, and we say let's let's flip this whole fucking thing, and from now on, in future years, if we continue this this crazy thing that we do called the News to Reviews Game Awards Part Two t- tagline, <laughs> <laughs> colon back in the habit, holy shit, uh, 
th- from now on, it's going to be games with just super unclear stories. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking yeah, down for that. So work it out hey, between the both of the 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 title in the uh, brackets or the actual name of it. Well, well, how about this? We'll come up with another category next year for games that we weren't expecting to be good. You know? No, what I mean? no. And then I we'll I, just I... say. Sorry. Sorry, my I, my my connection's absolutely fucked. I only got half of that, but I I think we can keep it all in one category. I think whichever one is strongest. So if the unexpected is good, is is stronger than the unexpected bad, then that's fine. Um. Oh, that's video game stories are so shit. The shit things are always gonna win. I want to be able to yeah. shout out stuff that's good. Let's just split the categories. If it had been yeah, good, but, Marvels yeah, would have won it. Yeah, but Marvel's already got a ward. Yeah, well, I'm saying let's give it to Far Cry. If it had been the the original meaning of the of the. Of oh, okay, the, cool. That's the part uh, I didn't hear because of my yeah. shitty internet connection. I'm saying is next year we'll come up with a different category for games that you know surprised us in how good they were, and we'll do a unclear. Uh, narrative one I'm fucking down and then let's give it to Far Cry 6 and if it had been original category Marvels would have won it but we we flipped it because we don't give a fuck Zach how about this for unexpected great game game you want to buy a beer <laughs> that's fuck great it. yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. We, we've got it set up for next year game what's that game that you're like oh you just got in under the radar I was not expecting this but can I get you a beer yeah, can I get you yeah let's, like, let's celebrate talk. over a beer yeah. <laughs> Let's see where this goes. Speaking of something unexpected, Lockie, what's the next category? God, I'm so hungry. All right, um, <laughs> I just keep cutting this to try. This is all you, to... baby. I know. I just keep trying to cut, cut, take a step back to to eat. Um, all right, <laughs> all right. So, following the game of the unclear, of course, we have our favorite gaming category, Game of the Thrones, <laughs> and then our our nominees to the category, Game of the Thrones. We have, of course, Game of Thrones, the award winning uh, multi seasonal show by uh hbo uh we have elden ring from from software a game that hasn't been released yet but tenuously connected to game of thrones we have destiny (laughs) made by bungie also not from this year um there's a tenuous linkage there to game of thrones zach can get into that one and cod infinite because it has kit snow in it by infinite (laughs) i'm just reading the these are my notes, by the way. Um, these are my awards. That's how that's how bad it is. Yeah, Cod Infinite because it has Kit Harrington slash Jon Snow. I called him Kit Snow. Um, <laughs> oh damn it! What a train wreck! Wonderful. I didn't well, even notice that. Yeah, Kit Snow. <laughs> all, right. all right, all right. So we know why Cod Infinite has been included. We know why Game of Thrones is there because it's probably the most like Game of Thrones for a Game of Thrones award. Um, Elden Ring, definitely some Game of Thronesy stuff. They've really, they've really pushed that George R. R. Martin attachment to the nth degree in their oh. marketing. I mean, like, it definitely doesn't look or feel like a Game of Thrones title, but there we have it. George R. R. Martin, that guy that never finished his own fucking books. Yeah, Thanks, George. That's the, that's the um, worst part about the game, though, Lockie, at this point in time, is that George R. R. Martin has his name to it. What's he known for? Not finishing things. Do you want a game to come out yeah. that's not finished? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to the ending. It might get a dishonourable mention in our next <laughs> game of the unclear. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, all right. So, and then finally, Destiny Bungie. Who can talk to that train wreck? 
Yeah, so uh, the reason why that that was my contribution yeah. to the nominees for Game of the Thrones, and the reason uh, purely because Peter Dinklage initially voiced the little fucking <laughs> robot, the ghost that follows you around at the start. Oh, so that's God. that's the tenuous oh, connection Destiny has. <laughs> that's awesome. So he didn't make it. He didn't stay on in the final cut of the game. No, they no, they 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 literally they had him in the initial release and then patched yeah. him out and got yeah. the guy who does. Uh, Nathan Drake for Uncharted to take Troy, over. Troy Baker, is it? <laughs> what the, what no, the fuck? I'm for, for, forgetting his name off the top of my head, but no, it's the other one do, that's in all uh, of the games. Do you, do you know why they had to make such a whirlwind change? Because it, it, it was terrible. Like His his delivery just was super, super boring. I, I'm sure he was probably oh directed God. to do it that mm, way. I'm sure it's writing. not on Peter Dinklage because his acting ability is completely... He's a, a fucking... One of my favourite actors. He's phenomenal. Although you haven't uh, seen, him in, seen him as a voice actor and that is a different sort of yeah. field, isn't it? Yeah. You can't maybe, just... Maybe, you can't maybe just, that's it. You can't just go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I act on the stage all the time. I guess I'll just do voice acting for a stint here and there. Like It's like, no, there's like all this other stuff and they... That you don't record with other people in the same room <laughs> with you that you're interacting with. You have to sort of, it, like, inherently understand who's going to say their lines and the timing and things. It actually requires yeah. all these nuances. Absolutely. Now, but I'm going to su- do a surprise upset and freak everyone out for this oh. Oh, <laughs> totally shit. ridiculous joke category that's gonna <laughs> we, we put in entirely as a joke. And I have to throw my vote behind Elden Ring purely because I think it'd be funny to give it to something that doesn't even exist yet and also because I actually want to buy a From Software game and I think that's pretty incredible because I don't normally play that game. So that's my vote. What do you guys think? You know what? I'm going to give it to Elden Ring as well because it's it'll be fun. It'd be great to say that we're the first gaming reviewers that have already given an award for a game that has not already that has not even been released yet. <laughs> And our single criteria is that it is somehow linked to Game of the Thrones. And we feel that in this year, at this point in time, Game of Thrones, that's old hat. Destiny, that's a bit mm. COD Infinite, never played that, never will. But Elden Ring, that's the most Game of Thrones I'm getting um, in the near future. <laughs> there you go. Now, you know, it's 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 completely moot because it's already won yeah. via democracy anyway but aaron i'm just curious where, what where would you have voted for game God, of the this thrones? is such a train wreck joke category <laughs> i love it game of the thrones i love it uh i would have went with a surprise category uh surprise game of uh warcraft 3 frozen throne uh oh, that's what okay. i would have chucked in the in the ring oh here. but Oh okay. fuck! <laughs> what, what, why, why is this? Are we going to have another stealth upset? Because you might change our minds here. Yeah, Aaron. you just changed the game, and you threw out the best title that gives me an instant boner. It was one so. of the greatest Please, expansions. Walk me through. Like one of the greatest expansions I've ever seen in any kind of uh, PC game at the time. There, most expansions are kind of like, oh, should I get it? No, nah, I can't be bothered. I'm, I'm kind of done with the story, and that doesn't take me anymore. But. Frozen okay. Drone, that actually really took me. I was so keen to jump into that, and I loved every second of it. But this is a joke category, so yeah, give it to Elden Ring, I guess, and let's hope to God <laughs> the game comes out finished, and um, unlike Cyberpunk, where they just release an unfinished game because George R. R. Martin's behind it. No, okay, well, with that, with apparently his work was done years ago because he basically just did the world-building stuff, so he hasn't had anything really to do for, like, the last two two years or something. <laughs> well, you mean, like, like, the books that he wrote? Well, yeah, he just wrote the law or something. 
like you know the descriptions yep. for the fucking items, and then he pieced out like he, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, he's not a finisher. <laughs> yeah. Bill, he's not a finisher. Like, that guy, that guy, you don't like. He can't see a project. But through. I'm just curious with the um, Frozen Throne. What's the connection to Game of Thrones? Is it just that it has thrones? It's got a throne in it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's got exactly a throne in that. it, and I I really like yeah. that. I really like that. Yeah, fuck. Uh, Aaron. Okay, I might. Oh, I'm I'm almost swayed. I think you you really look, Aaron. You came. Look, you came came fists out, guns blazing. Um, it's got a throne in it, so definitely Game of Thrones. And to be honest, you know, plot wise, it has uh, the. It was one of the first games to do this really well, which is very Game of Thrones like, which has multiple factions and races interacting each other, yeah. all sort of fighting for supremacy. Um, so very much, it's it's. It's a pre-Game of Thrones, um, you know, Game of Thrones, if anything, plagiarized Warcraft. Um, you've heard it here first. No, they're, they're not connected in any way. Um, but, but, but loosely connected. So I really, I really love it. I'm still going to go with, go with Elden Ring for the clickbait. Yeah, but that should Ring. absolutely have the honorable. Look, if we weren't desperate for clickbaity stuff, and this is definitely a clickbaity joke throwaway gag, <laughs> uh, I would have, I would have absolutely been swayed by your case, Aaron. Kudos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, any other year that that definitely would have would have won for me. But purely, I think it's just hilarious to give it to something that doesn't actually exist yet. Yeah, uh, I, I got to oh, stick. I'm with doing it with. purely for the yeah. clicks. <laughs> I designed this. I designed this with one thing in mind. And that was to get oh, clicks. Oh yeah! And speaking of getting but, clicks, what everyone loves to get some clicks is a bit of gaming discourse and oh i'm so excited this is always my favorite part of the news to reviews game awards part two colon back in the habit (laughs) because this is the negative categories where we get to start slinging some oh we haven't touched on those oh yeah Yeah, (laughs) what are we gonna be doing this whole time i i'm I'm pretty sure i've been slinging shit (laughs) left right and center since day one And this category right. is shame of the year. And this goes to the worst Ooh. game company. And oh my <laughs> God, do we have some fierce competition this year. Oh, holy shit. So many. <laughs> Activision, Blizzard, <laughs> Take-Two, Interactive, Ubisoft, Nintendo, and EA. Who wants to get us kicked off with who they think should be the, the shame of the year? I reckon you guys will have more to say about this one than me, so I'll kick it off. Uh, they're all terrible. Like uh, all, everything, everything, every company mentioned in here has done something either extremely bad or is consistently bad at. Uh, so, yeah. so all of them take. The case. I mean, the only one I'd say probably the least bad is Nintendo, and the only reason why I'd say that uh. is because they do care about their fans but they don't care about their fans at the same time and what i mean yeah. by that is they'll give you a yep. zelda game because it's the 35th anniversary but it's going to be a game that came out 10 years ago and they're going to ask you to pay an extra 10 dollars for it like it's <laughs> yeah. always like a butt situation yeah. with those yeah. guys when it comes to to games yeah um yeah yeah we'll give you the the nintendo uh 64 library on the switch but it's going to be buggy as hell and it's probably not going to uh, work much oh like oh and not to mention, yeah. you can't just buy one month of it. You have to purchase an entire year, which, like, yeah. who needs an entire year to play 10 Nintendo 64 games? It was clear they were nah. doing that because they knew 
anyone else would just buy it for a month and just play the games and then put it down and never pay a cent again. Like, to, ch- yeah. to make us pay for a year? Fucking Christ, Nintendo. Effectively more than doubling the yeah. price of yeah. <laughs> Nintendo Plus. Fucking hell. Terrible stuff. Look, 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 Nintendo, Nintendo, uh, I'll start off with Nintendo because Nintendo um, is probably the gaming company that gets under my skin the most, but that's just, and it's just because of my unique experiences as a gamer. They know how to give me, or they know how to appeal to me, but then not give me yeah, what I exactly. want. Yeah, exactly. That's Nintendo. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Like, perfectly yeah. said. Yeah, and it's, and it's, and they just consistently do that. Oh, do you want a more powerful Nintendo Switch hardware? So you want that Nintendo Switch Pro, mm. which all the other versions had a Pro version, and we don't even have HD. Well, here you go. Here's an OLED screen. Yeah, um, that's only for portable. To your... That's only for... yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's only for portable. portable. And exactly, here's an OLED screen with like fucking 0.5 inches bigger um, capacity. Wow, huge hardware upgrade. Um, do you want? Do you want to be able to access your old favorite titles from the Nintendo 64 games? Do you want to get a remaster on that? Well, forget about the remaster, because that's too expensive. Um, but what we can do is charge you remaster prices to be able to access those old shitty ROMs on our shitty console. That, that's not stable. For a subscription. That's not stable. <laughs> that's not stable and it isn't working. Yeah. Um, how would you like that? And I'm like, well, you, you had me to begin with, but you didn't quite deliver on what I was hoping for. Yeah, so that's that's Nintendo. They really know how to get at me from a gamer because, like, they have what I want and they have the means to do it and they certainly can release it, but they just choose not to because they've decided last minute that's not as profitable as just doing the big fuck yeah, you to the, everyone, the... which is fine. Everyone else does yeah. it. So I'm not going to I'm not going to go harp on about that because I think all of the other companies in this list do that as well, but worse. And this is where Nintendo okay gets a pass. They only have contempt for their consumers. Um, the other companies seem to have both contempt for their consumers and humanity. <laughs> um, and I think that's and I think that's that additional layer yes. of malice. Um, that will that will clinch. The last it. thing I'm going to say as well, yep. though, uh, before we move on to the others, is I'm just going to talk about EA real quick as well. Uh, so EA are doing terrible things in the industry, and they have been doing it for ages. Around you know releasing broken games, uh, charging absorbent prices, mm. uh, not releasing games that are fully created, and just releasing three quarters of one, and then asking you to pay for the DLC to actually get the full story and everything. Mm. But the worst of it, guys, my favorite multiplayer shooter first person shooter of at least the last 20 years has been Titanfall 2. I absolutely adore that game. I hate the fact that EA own it and have uh, have it on their servers because mm. their servers have been down since January due to DDoS attacks. Mm. So Titanfall 2's multiplayer is not even available, which renders the game almost useless. The, the Single-player campaign was an incredible campaign, mm. but that multiplayer is where that game shines, and at the moment, there's no light. It's been dark since January. Mm. It's so it's so bad with the DDoS attacks that they're pulling Titanfall 1 from the gaming servers. I think we spoke about this last week. Mm. Uh, because it's just so... It's so under attack right now with DDoS that they can't even fix it, and they... And that's an online-only multiplayer game. So it's pretty much useless. Yep. And yep. EA just do not give a shit. I actually wrote into them uh, the other week to say, hey, guys, what's going on with uh, Titanfall 2? I really want to play it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're looking into that. We'll let you know. And then they sent me a survey after that going, tell us how we did. 
It's mm. like, you don't want to know how you did. Yeah. Like, terrible is the answer. Yeah, it's it's sad to say, like, it seems like they sort of just decide at a certain point that, you know, it's not worth putting resources into a game. And even if people are still enjoying it and still playing it, they're just like, yeah, no. And it, it, it's, it fucking sucks. And it sucks what happened at Titanfall 1. And that's not even mentioning Battlefield 2042. Like, yeah. they released a game that was just completely broken. Uh, they, it clearly needed more time in the oven. It's an absolute disgrace. But I, I got, I got to say, as as bad as Nintendo's some of Nintendo shit they pull, and as bad as the shit that EA has pulled, at least this year yeah. specifically, who knows what's going to happen in the future if we end up hearing stories coming out. But this year specifically, we haven't heard of stories of horrific abuse and toxic mm. work culture and stuff like that. And that's exactly. where I think we, we really got to start, start pointing it. And like, like, look, take two interactive. I put on here because they look, they just no gambling mechanics either. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Have you noticed that? So that's another plus to Nintendo. So they at mm. least don't, they're not evil. No, they're the, they're, they're the least smart. worst. Off they're very, they're list. very smart. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're the least evil. They're, they're very clever in how they go about it. I would say they arguably, if we're just looking at these categories of gaming companies, they're downright ethical. Yeah. Only only in this group of categories of game companies. But, but you know, hot damn, there's just some of those extra layers that I think once you get into actual contempt for people, that's when you really yeah. get into this category. And I think there are some other strong contenders. Yeah. Zach, take it yeah, away. So I think you're absolutely right there, Lockie. Like, Nintendo has us by the balls, but... Activision has their audience by their balls, their 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 players by the balls, but they're also grabbing their employees by the balls, and who knows, probably in some <laughs> yeah. quite cases, quite literally, uh, Activision. Um, and they're trying to work out how do we how do we get kids addicted to gambling and giving all oh, their money away? Fuck, yeah, like, yeah, like it's just it's just bad quick, shit. Quick, quick, it's quick just mention to Take Two Interactive, who are like you know suing people over the trademarks, like they sued. Uh, for the trademark of, of It Takes Two because it has Take Two, uh, Takes Two in the title and it's too close to Take Two from Take Two Interactive. Absolute fucking... It Takes Two is a song that's been around for fucking it, it, ages. What, yeah. are they, what are they smoking? Oh, man, it's absolute bullshit. Take Two Interactive have been... Dis- if anything, they should get sued for stealing, infringing oh, on a music co- man, property. They're, they're just swinging their big dick around and just like suing smaller mm. companies and being awful with that. But they, we still haven't heard about any toxic culture stuff, so... Yeah, that reminds me of that dickhead that um sued everyone under the sun for a couple of decades because people sung Happy Birthday on TV mm. and they tried suing every um you know every TV company because you know the game uh, the game the song was apparently yeah. um trademarked. Yeah. Very shitty behavior. Which how do you trademark? How do you trademark a song that's over 100 fucking yeah. years old? Very shitty behavior, not to mention Take 2 Interactive put a literal casino in GTA. Uh, online like you can like spend real world money to buy shark cards and and gamble in a in a video game uh, which is played by children as well but anyway all that aside i think ubisoft and activision blizzard are the clear top contenders because ubisoft it's come out that you know things haven't really improved very much at all at the studio but for me it's my vote clearly has to go towards activision blizzard i've hated them for years before all this awful <laughs> stuff came out. Like I remember, as soon as I heard that they gave money to Oliver North to consult on a video game, who who is a fucking <laughs> war criminal, like did super fucked up shit in the eighties and the nineties, and they gave this person money to consult on a video game. Like, 
I don't know how Bobby Kotick even sleeps at night considering the awful work culture he oversaw. And yeah, we end up finding out later on thanks to uh, articles that he, he knew about as well was going yeah. on. So Bobby Kotick That's is right. just a massive oh piece of shit. Activision Blizzard is just fucking awful. The sexual yeah. harassment stuff that came out was the most disturbing of any that we've heard in the entire industry. I think shame of the year has to go to, to Activision Blizzard. How are we feeling? gentlemen yeah as much as as much as you know like i'm a gamer and i want nintendo to give me something good instead of disappointing me mm. uh the the biggest the biggest kind of crime here out of all, everything is the way that you treat people mm. and and you are absolutely right zach out of all of them there activision blizzard have just done some disgusting things mm. have let so many things that should absolutely be nowhere near involved in the industry run rampant and they all knew it too. So absolutely Activision Blizzard for me too. Yeah. And also, look, and, and just in contrast again, it's just such a, um, there's such a shadow of their former glory. Yeah. Blizzard was just the absolute pioneer mm. and gold standard of gaming so long ago. And just to see them in this version, um, it's it's like having an old pet that that's terminally ill and um, you know the only humane thing now is to put them. They should have never merged. They should have never merged. Activision Blizzard. Oh yeah, it was the worst thing for Blizzard. But yeah, apparently the the culture was toxic before Activision had anything to do with it. But hey, at least the games were <laughs> actually <back> shit. <laughs> shit, did I go too hard with that? With the pointing no, guns, no, really you're not. You're not. Animal. You're not fucking <laughs> telling people to go out and murder developers. Because I, I have had to do that before for a sick dog, and it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And it, it, like every day, I live yeah, with that. No, totally. um, but that's how I feel about Blizzard Activision. Yeah, well, you've got a clear-cut winner of that category. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's no... I th- I th- no, I know, but also, I really... But also, with that said, I really fucking love that remaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but look, yeah, th- even the games weren't that good. They had a, a remaster that came out that Lockie enjoyed, and then Call of Duty Vanguard, which Lockie didn't even finish the story but said it was okay, so... Like fuck! They're no, really, War, the, no, the and Warcraft Three really pissed me off when they did the shitty remaster of that. Like that was just oh, that's where it all. When did that started. come out? Actually, that was a big piss Warcraft off. Yeah. Was, last year. was that last yeah. year? Last year. So. Yeah, God, if it, yeah. Well, look, you know what? They redeemed themselves a little because Diablo Two remaster is really bloody good. Yep. Um, it's really more of its their contempt for their their people. That is the disgusting part. Yep. Um, if we do bring it back into the games, um, I may I just want to lightly suggest Ubisoft does some pretty horrible things. And one of their biggest crimes against humanity was getting Giancarlo Esposito um, as a voice actor and not knowing what the fuck to do. Oh, no, just, <laughs> like, just not writing, like, his lines properly. Yeah. Like, not not creating a proper story for that guy to actually really bring out his character on. That's what I mean, is that he all um, he is... The guy is, is a perfect is. actor. Um, all you needed to do was tell him what... Give him something to work with, and he clearly had nothing to work nah, with. That's right. But, yeah, um, but like, I, I so, think I, you know, I, overall, yeah, it definitely it sounds like we're unanimous. Activision, yeah, Activision Blizzard, Blizzard for shame of the year. Yeah. But fuck yeah. yeah. Couldn't go to a company more fucking deserve it. Fuck you, Activision Blizzard. Fuck you, Bobby Kotick. Bobby Kotick, you should be fired. You're incompetent. Piece of shit. Oh, and speaking of pieces of shit. 
We are up to our next negative category. Lockie, do you want to take it away? And for our next game category, we have Lame of the Year. Alternative title, Game in the Rear. Let us know which one you like more. Um, mine's Game in the Rear. You like mine better. Uh, and this is for the worst game of 2021. We have Biomutant Exper by Experiment 101. Battlefield 2042 by Dice, or perhaps no Dice. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Definitive Trilogy by Grove Street Games. What? No. What? That was by Rockstar. Yeah, wasn't Rockstar it? and Grove Grove Street Games were the main ones who developed the remaster, but Rockstar did did do some work on it as well. Yeah, but mainly Grove Street yeah, Games it, were the wait, ones who who did do the development on this. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, I mean, Rockstar is most definitely responsible for that shit show, so oh, yeah. I'm not letting them get yeah, off. Yeah, they own that, um, the, Gross that company. Grosse yeah. sounds like sounds like they created that company and own it for the sole creation of Grove Street, which is the main um, street in um, in that yeah. game, yeah, um, right. in number three. So, uh, sorry, in um, San Andreas. So I'd say that, yeah, that very much this is Rockstar stink all over it. Let's not let them off the hook that oh, easy. Yeah. No More Heroes 3 by Grasshopper Manufacture. Chris Pratt voicing Mario. Wow, that was a good lame of the year. Whew. Oh boy. And then, of course, we have the Gollum trailer, which also could be used for a dishonorable mention, which also could be a category for another um, title in the future. Let us know if you like it. Mame of my ear. And, and then we have a stealth one. As we were going through these, our dear, dear, wonderful recurring character guest um co-host aaron i don't know what the fuck you yeah. are but you are most Anomaly. definitely entrenched and protected you are a part of this group don't don't fucking one up me ever again but you are in um aaron take it away uh okay so there was one game here that i just came to mind the moment i heard you know worst game of 2021 and <laughs> uh, that's absolutely yep. a game called balan wonderworld uh it was created by in the spirit of uh, Nights into Dreams, if any of you guys remember that, it was a Sega Saturn game. It was created by the Sonic team. It's supposed to be a 3D kind of flying game. Um, it was kind of boring, but a kind of cool <laughs> concept, which took a niche following, which is why Balan Wonderwall was created. Uh, this is terrible. This game like literally like runs at about <laughs> 15 frames per second. It honestly looks like a 2D uh, platformer game. The platforming in this is absolutely horrible. Like, oh, it's man. just it's just atrocious that it even made it past QA standards to go, yep, that's actually really fun. And yeah, it's just... It, it looks like it's an indie title, like a student's game. But it's actually produced, uh, published by Square Enix. So how this, you know, became such a greenlit project and actually released in the state it's in is absolutely unbelievable. And the fact that it wants 60 of your hard-earned dollars is just wow. absolutely criminal. So if you ever want to see, yeah, a really terrible game, please go to YouTube and look it up. Never purchase it. Oh. It is horrible. And the designer of this game too uh, was was bloody um, Yuji Naka, which was the main programmer, the head programmer behind the original Sonic games. Uh, so yeah, massive fall from grace for that game oh, designer. Because yeah, like I never actually played Balan Wonderworld, uh, but I did check out the demo on the Nintendo Switch, and oh my god, it was absolute trash. Like this game has like reverse draw distance <laughs> with some of the characters, so you'll see like these weird like 
weird bizarrely designed characters that are just standing there all doing the same dance animation over and over and over again and then when you get closer to them instead of like making it how every single other 3d video game has ever done it where you know you can't just move through another character because they occupy a physical space within the game world instead when you get closer to them they just disappear and you can just run right through them. It makes no fucking sense. It's so fucking weird. And this entire game is played just by pressing one button. Oh, There's that's just right. one yeah. button. So if you change the suit that you're wearing, because the game's all designed around suits, yeah. then some of the suits you can't jump with. So you're playing a platformer that you are unable to fucking jump. <laughs> it is so stupid. And you can only move between two of the suits at a time or something like that. It was... It was, like, just based on that brief demo, one of the worst games I played that year. And, like, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Aaron, because that that 100% deserves to be on this list. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I have a feeling that it not only deserves to be on this list, but I think, um, like, getting through this list um, already, uh, I can only really speak to um, Grand Theft Auto Definitive Trilogy it looks like balls, which is not what you want in a um, in any definitive version of anything that's released, and certainly shouldn't be charged for a seventy dollar premium on PS Five yeah. Store. I I gotta say I'm absolutely floored. If if the game is unplayable, then I would say all of the other games up in this list are at the very least playable. Uh, one other, I, I would just like to get into the Golem trailer. I know it's not technically a game yet. It is soon to be, and it could make, and it could be on here. Look, I'm going to give it an honourable mention this year for Lame of the Year because I, I have a sneaking suspicion it might be up there the next year when it, when it mm. is actually released. So at the moment, it's just the meme of my year, so it's the least anticipated game for the for 2022. <laughs> so that's the award we'll give it for this meme of my year. <laughs> Um, so congratulations, Gollum, the untold story is the story that we would like to remain untold. <laughs> Mame yeah. of my year 2021. With with Gollum as well, like, uh, I'm a massive Lord of the Rings fan. I love the Shadow of War games, uh, Mordor games, amazing games. Uh, but, you know, if someone said to me, okay, uh, we're going to create the next Lord of the Rings game, which character would you like to play as in all yeah. of Lord of the Rings? The yeah. last one I would pick? Hands down, Gollum. Hands down, Smeagol. the last one. <laughs> it's Smeagol, everyone's favorite character. Unless, unless, yeah. like, a, unless, unless it's me playing as Smeagol, going around yep. strangling everyone until they stop <laughs> moving. I don't want to yeah. play. I don't want to play yeah. as Gollum. He was annoying throughout the whole game. The whole thing's going to be stealth because he's definitely not a fighter. I can't see Gollum going up, up against the Nazgul. Like it's just no, no. Unless he, yeah, no. We got into this. I, I agree. If we, um, if we got a game where the game fighting mechanic is through the stealth kills, he's killing everyone with the same level of intensity as he does his, his, I, I don't know, his random gay hobbit lover in the third one. In the where movies. it zooms in on his what, face when he's yeah, doing it. What was that? What, what was that about, by the way? Also, great <laughs> queer representation that caught, sort of came out of nowhere, wasn't it? Because they definitely were together. I think they were um, gay. They called each other my well, love. Well, he called him my love. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. fucking, um, you know, that's pretty on the nose. And they were fishing yeah. together and they were fighting over a ring. Um, so I think I think that's safe to say. Um, yeah, I, I just I just absolutely floored by that choice and how much that's been pushed out. And also, I can't stand the design that they did for this character that they put in there. Like, 
all of it. It's, it's, just it's like Gollum him, from Wish. Really. It's like Wish version of Gollum as well. Yeah, <laughs> your Wish Gollum. That's great. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so so great. So I think Gollum. I think Mame of My Ear is definitely a category <laughs> that should stay. We only have two non two nominees: Chris Pratt voicing Mario. Now, while we haven't had that yet, we think it will be a train wreck. So definitely deserves an honourable mention. Um, but until it happens, we sort of can't make a call. But Gollum, really, it's just such a bad, Ill- ill-conceived idea. I feel like we can make that call. Yeah. Name of the year. Yeah, no, um, Zach, how do you feel I, as well? I, I, I love that uh, during this this awards show, we have added two new categories to we go do to that. next we're moving, year. This, this I is, know, we're a, very, we're a constantly moving piece. Oh. Like, innovation is key. Innovation is key. We're like Nintendo. It's all about fun. It's not about delivering the things that people expect. It's about fun. Are you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. And uh, can I just mention Chris Pratt? And no I HD, think- fun. I don't think this will be fun, uh, but he's also going to be voicing <laughs> Garfield apparently because he's just going to voice every oh, cartoon 3D character from now on. Uh, but I still agree with you entirely, Lockie. Mame of Mame of uh, uh, my ear has to go to Gollum. Gollum fucking could not care about that game. I think it's a terrible concept and nothing intrigues me about it. Why Gollum? Like, seriously, so many incredible act, so many incredible characters in Lord of the Rings and you pick Gollum. Like, just why? Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to do that. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, for ma- Mame of My Ear, Gollum has to take it for the year 2021. Uh, but for Lame of the uh, Year... Game, game of the Rear! <laughs> or Game <laughs> in the Rear. What, game in what, the Rear? Um, uh, my vote, my vote goes straight off with Balan Wonderworld. It yeah, sounds terrible. unplayable. Yeah, Shocking. No, shove Balan Wonderworld straight into the rear. I totally <laughs> agree. Lame of the year, game in the rear for 2021 goes to Balan Wonderworld. Fucking hey, good work, Arzest and Square Enix. That was wonderful. And if you want to listen to all of our reviews on those games, because we have reviewed every title, not necessarily us also, we have had wonderful guests on the show also give their two cents. Um, um, Zach, one of your dear friends, um, reviewed Battlefield 2042. Oh, yeah, Raiden, and he gave it a a 2 out of (laughs) 10. He was not happy with it at all. (laughs) Thanks, EA. Really? So it it, it just goes to show it takes a village to get through through this crap um you're wading through you're wading through like eight foot high crap so you're being drowned pretty much in it and you're just trying to get through it and it really you need every hand hand you can get um so thank you all to our amazing guests that we've had on the show just quick shout out there now for you all get an award for greatest um game show blah i don't know You'll get an award. Just leave it at that. Okay, I'm out of creativity. I've been I've been on fire all night. And now for our next category, for our penultimate category, we have, of course, Brittany of the Spears. <laughs> and of course, we have her only nomination for this award. Once a one and only Britney Spears. Um, because of course we have in the notes, I don't know the context to this. I just thought it rhymed and that was funny. Um, but Zach actually has something to say on this. So, Zach, take it away. Why have we nominated so, Britney Spears so, for Britney yeah, of the Spears? I, I thought it was hilarious that you added that category to the, the Doc Britney of the Spears just purely because it rhymes. But I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's keep it in there. Because this year, Britney 
was freed from her conservatorship, which basically she had no freedom over any of the choices and what she got to do in her day-to-day life uh, because she was deemed to be unfit to be able to do that. But it was just super (laughs) fucked and super corrupt. And now she's free to do whatever the fuck she wants. And I think it's fucking great. Yeah, good on you, Go, Brittany. Go. Yep. Yep. You win the award. She's free to do whatever things that middle middle aged women do on Facebook, um, which is usually use emojis incorrectly. You <laughs> <laughs> have no idea how accurate you are, Lucky. Uh, they like yeah. using that emoji with the lady throwing her hand up as if I don't care. Um, that's the that's their that's their call sign. Oh yeah. I, I'm just gonna say my thing and not think about it. I don't care. All right, game of the year. Whatever. Oh, now look, I think just. Wow, just... what a terrible, what a terrible lead-in game of the year. <laughs> yeah, look, I Boom. think for this one we should throw to our most prolific guest, Aaron. Will you do the honors for us for this year, 2021? What are the game of the year nominees? Thank you. What an honor. Okay, game of the year 2021 is between. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. That's Insomniac. Mm. Sorry, I should have written that. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no, Insomniac Games, incredible developer. It Takes Two, Hazelight Studios. You did need to say that one. I've never heard of Hazelight Studios. (laughs) Hazelight Studios. Uh, They're great at uh, co op games. They have two other really good co op games as well. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 by Playground Games. Mario 3D World Bowser's Fury by Nintendo. Resident Evil <laughs> by some Nintendo subs. That's it. Resident Evil Village, which is Resident Evil Eight by Capcom, and Balan Wonderworld <laughs> <laughs> by Arzus. I've never heard by of them. Are you piece of shit. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but you know what? Haze Light are bloody zesty, and, and my, my two ones that I put up for nominations were Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and It Takes Two. Now, It Takes Two, I fucking adored. I thought it was absolutely amazing. Listen to, you know, the previous episodes where I covered it, and just, you know, the previous categories. We already gave it, I think, Play of the Year and, and whatnot. Such a great game, but. If, mm. if we're talking game of the year, for me personally, I think it's the game that just I enjoyed the most. Like for me, I it, it gave me the most and it was the one I had the most fun with and it was just my favorite game. And for that, I would have to go with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Now, I am a fan of Insomniac from way back. I, pl- I, I got into the Ratchet and Clank games back on PS2. And I, so I've got a lot of nostalgia for this series. That was a big part of it for me. Like just seeing all the familiar things when playing Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was just already just put a smile on my face. So straight away, I I have a bias there, but I think they absolutely knocked it out of the park. It had stellar gameplay. The story one, not well not the greatest of any i played this year for sure it was still engaging and i did enjoy the characters but yeah the world design the gameplay and all of it all of it coming together uh with the power of the ps5 using those adaptive triggers to do alternate fires on on the different guns and using the ssd to get you like moving seamlessly through these portals that take you to completely different worlds uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was the uh, uh, number one for me for 2021. Faux 
Sure. Uh, who who wants to uh, uh, to go up to bat next? <laughs> All right, I'll bat. I'll bat next with my only nomination on this list because um, I also would have nominated Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, having having just played partially the game on the PS5. I can say hands down for this year, definitely the strongest contender PS5 has to offer. Mm. It yeah. it is absolutely a graphical powerhouse, and it it I. I was just floored with how much detail and how good things looked straight off the bat. It just felt like mm. it just felt like complete creativity unbridled in those first couple of levels. It's fantastic. Now, uh, with that said, again, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this out there. Mario 3D World was a fantastic fucking game, but that's not the reason why I put that up on Game of the Year. I wanted to put forward Bowser's Fury. Mm. That game is so fucking mm. good. Like, that was such a stealth release as a DLC. It just felt, it just seemed like it was just going to be like a a couple of hours of, "Mm, that was fine. You know, that was a nice little foray. That was its own bloody game. They just basically threw in a a full game in there that was, um, I don't know. It was just a hair short from being its own standalone title. Uh, All it needed was, I don't know, a slightly bigger map, a slightly... Slight bit of storyline built into it. A couple of cutscenes here and there. Bob's your uncle. That game was so good. And I I absolutely adore it. Gameplay was silky smooth. It was the best version of all of the 3D Marios you can play. Uh, it was mm. better than Odyssey, in my opinion, in what you could do with the character. It lets you revisit all of the old 3D Mario-type skins, characters. Um, you had your friggin' Tanuki suit, I think. What was it? No, not Tanuki suit. Yeah. You had the um, that's the statue one, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think you had the statue one, or did it? I don't remember a statue one. I remember the cat suit, the fireball. It suit. it oh. it had the cats. It had the um. Sorry, I'm thinking of the raccoon one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. uh, okay. Yeah, like I can't remember the name. All the of way it, back from all the way it. back from Mario three. Like holy crap. Um, three. Yeah. It, mm. That wasn't even a three D game, and they just shoved it in there because they knew it was gonna be amazing, and it fucking was. Well done. Like whoever got behind that title, I. I it felt like it was somebody's um baby and they wanted to get it off the ground for so long and they were planning for this to be like the next big Mario fucking thing and I don't know what happened mm. and why Nintendo had the brain fart that they did and only included it as DLC but this thing should have gotten a, just a little bit more funding to get to get a fully fledged game made out of it and be its standalone title so I put it up for game of the year I think it's really fucking good but I don't think it deserves to win. Okay, fine. Mm. And I totally agree with you there with, with Bowser's Fury, Lockie. It is so fucking good. Like, out of all the 3D Mario games I've played, which I think I've played all of them now except for Super Mario Galaxy 2, I'd say Super Mario Galaxy has my top spot, mm, but then 100%. Bowser's Fury yeah, just below that. Yeah. I definitely had more fun with Bowser's Fury than Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, I thought, mm. yeah, it was a fantastic Mario game. And, and t- considering, yeah, they just threw it in with Super Mario 3D World, yeah. which is still, which is a fantastic Mario game as well too. Uh, but yeah, Bowser's Fury was just so much fun. Mm. It was just every every corner of it, it was packed with some kind of secret or some, something something for you to find. And, and I loved it. And I loved uncovering more of the map, getting rid of that black shit that was everywhere and seeing what was next around the corner. Yeah, Bowser's Fury was absolutely fantastic. Mm. Nice. Mm-mm. 
But yeah, if no. Aaron, what were your uh, nominees that you threw into the ring? Oh, you guys make me really want to play that game because that's the one I haven't played on this list uh, and Ratchet and Clank, actually. Uh-huh. But I will talk to that too because uh, I am definitely interested in Ratchet and Clank. That is absolutely my next PlayStation 5 game, hands down. So, yeah, that looks incredible. The one that I'm I'm going to put my hat in the ring for here is It Takes Two. Reason being is I'm an old school gamer. Uh, I love couch co-op. I always have since the Nintendo 64 days where you have four controllers and you got Mario Party and you can have fun, you know, in two-player. And you remember when it used to be split-screen? Like, that was a thing, split-screen gaming. You didn't have to be connected over the internet. You could literally just split-screen. I actually even think Call of Duty did it for their multiplayer um, for some of their older Call of Duty games. Mm. A lot of fun. It disappeared for, like, a good solid eight years. Nowhere to be seen. Done. You have yeah. to be online mm. to play. If you come over to your mate's house, what's the point? Like, mm. you, you have to be online. And that sucked. That was really bad. It was horrible. And in comes Haze Like Studio with uh, two games out of the bat. Um, now, Zach, you're going to have to help me with memory here. Uh, I know a Way you- Out. Yep, A Way Out and the other one. Do you remember it? It takes two. Yeah. No, oh, you're talking a, brothers, a, 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 two a tale? A tale, a brother of two sons or that's something That's right. Like that. Yeah, that's it. Those two games. So the first two were great. They didn't make a lot of noise, but they were... They were great because, hang on, is this a couch co-op game? Mm. And then It Takes Two came out and I played it with my wife and, oh my god, like, holy crap, that just nailed absolutely everything that you want in Mm. fun co-op couch play. It was unreal. Great story. Uh, well, the story, the story was, I would give it an eight out of 10. Um, you know, it did kind of get a little bit, it dragged on a little bit, but it was still a great story around what it was trying to tell. Mm. Uh, the characters in the game were fantastic. It always changed up what was happening. So you, it never got stale. Gameplay never got stale in that game, uh, because everything was new everywhere you went, there was something new. And like you said, it even switched views into a different type of game every single time. Uh, do you remember the elephant scene? Uh, with what you're trying to do with the elephant there to make your daughter oh, cry. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, I've never seen that in a game. Like the just just how sadistic that was, mm. yet at the mm. same time comedical. You know, like it wasn't dark; it was comedical, even yeah. though it was kind of sadistic. Yeah, that game just blew it blew it blew me away. It blew me away. Like it's exactly what I've been wanting for so long in regards to couch co-op and Hazel Hazelight Studios absolutely nailed it. So. Yeah, my hat is in the ring for It Takes Two with honourable mentions big time to um, Ratchet and Clank because I honestly think that game is an absolute beacon of the PlayStation's performance, PlayStation Mm. 5 and what it can do and where games should be heading in the future. Even from when I first saw that game and I saw the particle effects of when like boxes break open, uh, it was just next level. So that would be my runner up for sure, but It Takes Two just everything i wanted back finally in my hands okay far out yeah i, I dude I, I yeah i love it takes two i totally agree with you i was not a, as much of a fan of the story as far as you were i thought the voice acting uh for the little girl wasn't great and some oh, of the Rose, writing yeah. was a bit uh, a bit iffy here or there but just what they did with the gameplay all the different genres that they tackled in one game uh, it was just incredible, and and it should be mentioned as well too. Yes, it can be played completely couch co-op. It's designed to be played split screen. But if you own a copy of this game, just like with a way out, then if you have a friend that you want to play it with, and they're not somewhere where they can be in the room with you, that they can download the demo and then play through the entire game with you for free. 
because you own a copy of the game, which I think is fantastic. That's great value. And for, you know, Hazelight Studios to be able to do that when they're being this is being published by EA is fucking incredible. You think oh, EA will be trying EA's to get every, every yeah, dollar that they that. can. Yeah. Um, but it, it, even in saying all that, I still, I love It Takes Two so much. I can't deny that Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was yep. the top game for me for 2021. I just, I, I just loved it so much. I don't know, Lockie, Lockie, how are you feeling? Where, where are you going to throw your vote? Oh, um, Ratchet and Clank, hands down, Rift Apart. When you had the game categories in mind, I was going to put that down as my nominee straight off the bat, but you already got in there first, so damn. So, Zach, once again, you have put forward the winning title. I have not been not able to that. find any game that can compete at that level with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I think it is well and truly the most deserving of Game of the Year 2021. Fuck! Yes! Oh, shit! Very nice. Our game of the year for 2021 <laughs> once again goes to a Sony exclusive title. Fucking go, go Sony. Like, yeah, they're There's out, not they're too many of them, but god damn it, when they do them, they're uh-huh. good. Yeah, I, I gotta be real. Like, overall, I, I think for me, compared to last year, it I, there weren't as many titles that I, I, I loved as much as last year, I think. Um, but though, in, in saying that, Ratchet and Clank was just, just so good. It was an absolute pleasure for me. Hey, I'm so glad. Hey, Sony Sony knows how to prioritize. In a COVID world, um, responding to the pandemic, they went, you know what, fuck it, quality over quantity, and they've released some banger titles that they've you been know, backing. You know, I don't, I don't want to bring, like, a dampener down on this, but, like, I'm just hoping that Insomniac never dropped the ball. <laughs> like, seriously. Oh, okay, so it's like a... So we've got, we're going to issue our award to Insomniac Games. Congratulations, but also a warning. Don't, <laughs> yeah, don't you dare. Don't you dare disappoint don't, me. You have now... <laughs> this award comes with a, with a condition. You must never disappoint nah, us. Never drop the ball. I thought Rockstar was never going to drop the ball. Like, I thought that every release they did was just yeah. incredible. Uh, and then you got the uh, GTA, re- you know, re- revamp trilogy. There's the ball drop kind of look, thing. You're, so I'm look, just you're, hoping Insomniac. No, Aaron, I, you're right. But you know what? It's the law of entropy. All things decay. All things die in time. Um, and that is the only. And that is the only universal truth that our universe has ever known. And game companies are no different. So for now, let's live in the now rather than thinking about our inevitable decline into the abyss. And congratulate <laughs> Insomniac in using their fleeting moments to create an amazing game that has added so much yeah. joy to all of our lives this year, except yours, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it, it took a lot of my YouTube yeah. time. So, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what, Aaron? You have put a lot of enjoyment into my life this year. Thank you so much for joining us for the News to Reviews Game Awards Part 2 tagline yet to be decided. It was so much bloody fun. <laughs> oh, God, no, it's back in the habit. Oh, I'm so drunk. It's No, no, it's Gollum. No, it's Gollum. Gollum um, wins, wins an award or something. <laughs> the Untold um, Story. Gollum, yeah, Gollum, the Untold Story Award winner, 2021. <laughs> Gollum strangles, strangles again. But a which award? Which award is it, listeners? Clickbait. Oh, oh we're gonna trick you into listening to us. <laughs> and if you and if you don't listen to news to review, Smeagol is gonna come to your house and strangle you. <laughs> <laughs> Smeagol is gonna pretend that you're his gay lover and strangle you. <laughs> <laughs> again, I'm gay, so I can make these jokes. 
<laughs> oh, Lockie, what, how did you feel about these awards? Obviously, thank you so much for being here once again for the, our annual show. No, thank you. I had an amazing time. Bloody no, I had an on. amazing time. This was this was wonderful. Um, any any chance that you that I have that you give me to take a look at something that you put together that has a lot of thought and care and structure yeah. that I get to then dismantle before your very eyes. <laughs> Um, I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. This is what I live for. Oh, bloody yeah! Oh, well if done, you want Zach. to tell us what you thought about this crazy awards episode that we just did, apparently, you can send your feedback to News to Reviews Podcast at gmail.com. But also, if you're listening to us on Spotify, you can also. Well, I'm going to put a question on Spotify now in the Spotify app. You can answer questions and, and respond to us, and we can respond back to you via Spotify. What would your winners have been for all our wild categories? Let us know uh, via Spotify. Bloody oath! And uh, yeah, you can hit us up on all these socials: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Twitter is the best place to keep track of everything we are doing. Our Twitter handle is at News to Reviews, and that's with a number two. Instead of the word to Lockie, do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners for this bonus episode of News to Reviews? Um, keep an eye out for that Golem game. It's gonna, yeah, we're we're very we're gonna be closely watching it. <laughs> I'm very excited to be able to mention it in the next um in one of our categories in the next year. I think you'll know which one we're gonna stick it best, in. Best, yeah, best strangle sin. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna rhyme. It's gonna have game in it, and it's gonna rhyme with ear. Um, and we're gonna work out the rest for the next year. What to stick it in? Bloody oath! And a very merry Christmas for the Christmas that has already passed. Or happy holidays to you if you do not celebrate. Celebrate Christmas. <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> if you're celebrate, celebrate. If you celebrate, and you don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> Uh, and a very happy new year to you for the uh, before the next episode comes out because the new year's going to roll around. And uh, yeah, all the best wishes for 2022. And also, everyone out there, please take care of yourselves and take care of one another. That's all right. That's all right. I need to work out leverage. Oh, thanks. thanks oh, jeez. Oh. Now, oh, God. Now. Oh. Wow. Wow. Super <laughs> terrible timing because I need you to do this category, Lockie. Wow. <laughs> I, got, I got hot sausage in my gob. Perfect. <laughs> An actual perfect, perfect way to, segue perfect way to introduce category. it. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was not planned. Ha. Hang on, let me let me just have a break for like 30 seconds so I can finish this. I can't do You also gotta you also gotta explain how you spelt it as well, because I love the way it's spelt. Like, yeah, no, oh, yeah, lo- yeah, Lockie, so Lockie will be sure to, he came up with it, he'll be sure to make sure that everyone knows it. it's, yeah. it's my favourite one, for sure. Alright, I'm going to open up my aircon while you gobble on that yeah, sausage. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, mung that sausage. What? You know, oh yeah, Aaron, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, you know, if, um, there were a vegan on the show, they would use this moment to say, well, I'm going to have nature's sausage. A carrot. Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> I want my free range sausage. <laughs> That's right. My cruelty free sausage. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely don't have a cruelty free sausage. <laughs> definitely abuse that sausage. <laughs> yep, you gotta beat that meat. Alright, yeah. um yeah, no, Zach's gonna include this for our outtakes for sure. Oh yeah. As, as soon as I heard oh. abuse that sausage, I was like, oh well, I, I hear an outtake I can use. <laughs> I say all my funny Zach, I say all my funniest shit whenever you leave the room. <laughs> I don't know what so it what is. You, what you're saying is I should just leave like start recording and then just leave the room and it'll be a better podcast. <laughs> It'll be a messy what podcast. <laughs> I think I think I'm like um I think it's like a watch pot never boils sort of situation. So <laughs> Look, you're always great, so to, to hear that you can be greater, I, I just don't even know if I can believe it. <laughs> uh, all right. Alright, let me just pull up that. Sorry about derailing that for a second all right. there. Alright, cool. Our next award, nominee. Oh. <laughs> 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 Our next award category is Game of the Queer, and that is Game, spelled G-A-Y-M-E. Uh, 